Welcome to Mexico Unexplained, where we will explore the magic, the mysteries, and the miracles of Mexico. This series presents information based partly on theory and conjecture. The podcaster's purpose is to suggest some possible explanation, but not necessarily the only ones to the subjects we will examine. Here is your host, Robert Bito. Welcome, and muy bienvenidos to episode number 203 of Mexico Unexplained where we examine the magic, the mysteries, and the miracles of Mexico. I'm your host, Robert Bitto. On the road from Hermosillo to Chihuahua, just across the Rio Yaqui, and right outside the small town of Onavas, in the southeastern part of the Mexican state of Sonora, several men were digging a ditch. One of the workers found a skeleton with a strangely formed skull, along with ornaments and other artifacts that were most unusual. Before proceeding with the construction of this irrigation canal, a member of the work crew contacted the authorities. The year was 1999. The local office of the National Institute of Anthropology and History, known by the Spanish abbreviation INAH, or INA, came to the location and shut down the irrigation project. The locals backfilled the ditch and abandoned their plans for bringing much-needed water to local farms. Some of the details of what appeared to be an old burial ground were kept secret for fear of looters and curiosity seekers disturbing the site. Ina kept a tight lid on the location until over a decade later, when formal excavation began at the site which was informally known as the Onabas Cemetery. The modern town of Onabas dates back almost 400 years to the year 1622. The Jesuits established the mission of San Ignacio de Loyola there, which still stands in the center of Onabas. An old statue of San Ignacio greets visitors to the town to this day. The two priests in charge of the small mission were Diego van der Sype, from Ghent, Belgium, and a Spanish Jesuit named Blas de Paredes, who hailed from Toledo. The area around the mission was called Onaboas by the locals. In the Mayo and Yaqui languages, this translates to bitter water, and the place was so named for the slightly salty taste to the groundwater in the area. The native name Onaboas became corrupted to Onabas within a few decades of the arrival of the Spanish. The town never grew to be any notable size and has always been populated by just a few hundred people, even through to the 21st century. 400 years ago, the Yaqui had small farming villages along the river that bears their name, and the area around Onavas produced corn, squash, and beans. The villages, for the most part, peacefully coexisted in a loose confederation or associated status. Local Yaqui lore tells of a powerful, wealthy, and warlike people called the Tomichi, who once inhabited the area around Onabas before the Yaquis lived in the river valley. Archaeologists believe that the Tomichi were a Pima people, closely related to, if not the direct ancestors of, the Tohono O'odham. The present-day homeland of the Tohono O'odham straddles the U.S.-Mexico border, where Arizona and Sonora meet, almost 500 miles north of the town of Onavas. 
Some are quick to point out that this is all just a guess, and the real identity of the mysterious Tomichi people of Yaki legend has nothing to do with the ancient Pimas or the modern-day Tohono O'odham tribe. Formal digging at the site outside Onabas, called El Cementerio, began in late 2012, over 13 years after the burials were first discovered by the workers digging the irrigation canal. Under the watchful eye of the Mexican National Institute of Anthropology and History, an excavation led by Cristina Garcia Moreno from Arizona State University uncovered 25 sets of remains during the first archaeological season. Seventeen of these individuals were miners, between five months and 16 years old, and eight were adults. Thirteen of the skeletons had bizarre-looking, severely deformed, elongated skulls. Five of the skeletons had what looked like, upon first inspection, dental mutilations, with their teeth sharpened to points. Only one of the skeletons was that of a female. When photos of these strange skeletons made it to the internet, many interesting theories popped up as to the possible origins of the people or beings buried at Onabas. The internet, being what it is, had armchair researchers proposing many different things. Were these skeletons alien in origin, and was Onabas the site of an ancient interstellar base? Were these people refugees from South America, where skull elongation was common? Did the skeletons belong to a different type of human, an offshoot of Homo sapiens? Were these people alien-human hybrids? Did they perhaps have a mix of DNA from regular humans combined with that of the nefarious greys, the big-headed, almond-eyed creatures from Zeta Reticuli? Serious investigation of the Onava site ended in April of 2013, thus answering some of these questions, but at the same time leaving many others unanswered. Bone samples were taken to a lab in Hermosillo for analysis, while archaeologists pieced together what life might have been like for the mysterious people found at the Onavas site. To researchers directly working on the project, Onavas was most likely the place of an elite burial. The artifacts found with the skeletons, and perhaps the deformation of the skeletons themselves, indicated high status. Alongside the strange skeletons, archaeologists found shells from the Sea of Cortez, pottery from central Mexico, and turquoise from what is now the American Southwest. While some remains were laid to rest fully adorned in jewelry that would have only belonged to members of the upper classes, other remains had absolutely nothing associated with them. When carbon-14 results came back, indicating that the mysterious people lived sometime between 900 and 1200 AD, researchers with ASU and Ina theorized that these people were ancient Pima people who were part of a wealthy trading class that must have controlled important trade routes where they crossed the Yaki River. The elongated skulls and deformed teeth were extremely puzzling, though, because these practices were never found this far north in Mexico. Onavas is not considered to be located in Mesoamerica culturally or geographically. It's too far north. 
It's closer to the U.S.-Mexico border than it is to the Maya area, for example. The drastically deformed skulls and pointy teeth were anomalies for the region. Intentional cranial deformation has been reported in the archaeological record from as far back as the Upper Paleolithic and has occurred across many geographical areas and cultures. In Mexico, the Maya elites practiced the reshaping of the head as a mark of beauty and high social status. Many Maya rulers are depicted on monuments and in art as having slanted foreheads peaking to almost a cone. It's almost a characteristic and unmistakable Maya look. The reshaping process starts at almost the time of birth, with splints placed on the front and back of the head, wrapped in bandages until the head attains the desired shape. The boarding and wrapping can last several years, but usually doesn't go beyond early childhood. The researchers at the Onava site noted that the children with the cranial deformations in the burials had no indications of disease or accident for cause of death. Perhaps they died, the scholars believe, because of cranial deformation procedures that had gone wrong. This would make sense in this context. If this sort of practice was unheard of for this time and place, perhaps the elites of ancient Onabas were trying to copy their more advanced neighbors far to the south, and not being so experienced in this custom, did not know how to carry out the remolding of the heads properly so as not to cause serious injury. The result was disastrous for these children, who were obviously part of the upper class. No other elongated skulls have ever been found even close to this area, which indicates that this practice was a passing fad. Perhaps some traders or even elite visitors from central or southern Mexico traveled to the once-flourishing Onavas trading area, and that sparked the locals' attempts to copy this particular custom. The same could be said about the dental mutilations. These skulls were not of aliens with sharp teeth, but were rather local rulers who wanted to be more like the kings and queens of the more complex and wealthier civilizations many hundreds of miles away. As news of the Onaba site spread, the chief archaeologist at the site, Cristina Garcia Moreno, found herself in the middle of the many theories swirling around regarding ancient astronauts and alien-human hybrids. Garcia Moreno made this statement to the press in December of 2012, quote, Cranial deformation has been used by different societies in the world as a ritual practice or for distinction of status within a group or to distinguish between social groups. The reason why these individuals at El Cementerio deformed their skulls is still unknown. The most common comment I've read from people that see the pictures of cranial deformation has been that they think that those people were aliens. I could say that some say that as a joke, but the interesting thing is that some do think so. Obviously, we are talking about human beings, not of aliens. End quote. When the research lab at Hermosillo confirmed that the DNA of the skeletons was 100% human, the door was not closed on an otherworldly connection to this strange site. 
Those who do not wish to give up on a link to aliens have claimed that the people buried at the Onaba site were copying extraterrestrial visitors rather than elites from other parts of ancient Mexico. The classic shape of the head seems unmistakably not of this earth. Could they have been copying people or beings who had traveled a farther distance than the Maya? There are no massive monuments or other indications of a yet unknown highly advanced civilization found in the area. Unless the early Jesuit fathers carted off anything of serious archaeological interest centuries ago, the wealthy local trading elite theory seems to fit this situation. The people found at Onabas probably became incredibly rich off of long-distance trade that traversed their area and were not part of any larger complex civilization per se. Perhaps these skeletons belong to the legendary Tomichi people, who the Yaki claimed were there before they came to the Yaki River Valley. The fact that less than 30 individuals were discovered at Onavas, with very little else found in the region's archaeological record, makes this unusual pre-Hispanic cemetery even more mysterious. Thank you once again for listening to another episode of Mexico Unexplained. Remember to like and subscribe to us on YouTube and follow us on Twitter. Tell your friends by sharing these shows with others. Please go to our website, MexicoUnexplained.com, for references, illustrations, and for free access to transcripts of past shows. Please visit Amazon.com to purchase the books Mexico Unexplained and Mexican Monsters to get hard copies of The Magic, The Mysteries, and The Miracles of Mexico. We appreciate your kind attention once again. Until next time, thank you and gracias. Thank you for listening to another episode of Mexico Unexplained with host Robert Bitto. For show summary, relevant links and commentary, please check out our website at MexicoUnexplained.com. Like us on Facebook and be a part of the conversation. Adios and hasta la vista.